0: Welcome everyone to our podcast, your introduction to Christianity.
1: I'm Steven. And I'm Jake. And this is Word on the Street, a beginner's Bible study.
0: This episode is brought to you by God the Father Apparel. Uh, Hey Jake, do you you wear clothes?
1: Uh, Sometimes, if I'm feeling it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Oh, uh, how about how about anything Christianity related?
1: Hmm, no, I don't own much of those.
0: Uh, well, do you have like music artist uh, apparel, or or anything along those lines?
1: Oh yes, yeah, I got I got plenty of those, plenty of those.
0: One of the things that I notice is that people who wear Jesus apparel usually wear it for a Christian artist but but it's never it's never really usually just about about Jesus.
1: I oh, don't know, that's a good point actually.
0: Have you been have you are you in the market for some uh for some quality clothing that that just scream this scream the name of Jesus but in a nice classy way?
1: <laughs> you know, I think that suits my fashion.
0: Well, Jake, then I think that you should check out God the Father apparel. They have tons of options for you going all across the board from hats and hoodies to shirts and even a bunch of different limited edition articles of clothing
1: oh wow wow so they got like the whole enchilada here
0: absolutely it's also available for a relatively cheap price per item that you my friend can buy for yourself
1: Huh huh, I might have to look more into this. But wait, there's a lot of options here. I mean, I'm already kind of overwhelmed.
0: Well, Jake, if you don't know what you want to get and you you see tons of different designs and options that you think are really good, you should check out their exclusive bundle. Get three random articles of clothing from their store for the measly price of $59, cheaper than getting the three articles separate themselves. And get this, it could be three completely random items from three sets of t-shirts to even three hoodies or a mix of a hoodie, hat, and a t-shirt.
1: Well, isn't that nifty? Well, is there a discount out for listeners of this podcast?
0: Absolutely, there is, Jake. For all listeners of Word on the Street, if you use code MRBOATCRAFT in checkout, you can save up to 15% on your entire order. That's code MRBOATCRAFT, saving 15% on your entire order. And if you're wondering where your money is going, and it's not just going to some, some corporate that makes and just sells t shirts related to Jesus, 10% of all of the funding that God the Father apparently. Apparel makes goes to children around the world and sponsors that sponsors them and their families to make sure that they have food and water and the proper amount of money for them to attend school and do hobbies that they enjoy.
1: Now, not only is that buying apparel, folks, but it's buying apparel for a good cause. I like the sound of that. Go to uh,
0: GodTheFatherApparel.com and check out all the lists of clothing that you can get for yourself. With that being said, go out and spread God's word. Be the disciples that He called us to be. Hello everyone, and we're going to go ahead and dive straight into the beginning of the Bible with Genesis, and today we are going to be talking about uh, the creation story and the story of Adam, which in your Bibles is going to be Genesis chapter 1 through
1: chapter 4. Right at the beginning.
0: I didn't... I don't know how you feel about this, Jake, but one of the things that really, really makes me just curious to see how the world receives uh different kinds of bo- podcasts and stuff like this is uh their discussions and controversial topics and purely because of the fact that we want to go through the bible chronologically chapter to chapter we just start right out of the bat with one of the one of the most controversial topics that is still a very relevant topic nowadays with the creation story
1: Oh, yes, most certainly, yeah, uh, definitely um, something you could, I mean, you could really take a deep dive into into the creation story, and um, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of perspectives on it, and, um, but, you know, we will just read it and let you know our thoughts, and, you know, see what we think.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, so one thing that we would want to make clear is that. We will always give you guys what the Bible says and tell you the truth in what the Bible says. And when there's gray area, we will provide our thoughts and our beliefs. But in that gray area aspect, what we say, we believe, and compared to what the Bible says is true are two different zones. And if we have different beliefs on gray areas that the Bible doesn't answer. It is okay for you to have a different belief, and we would love to hear your different perspectives on stuff like that when it comes to different things that we'll discuss today as far as flat earth and uh, and young earth versus old earth and creation story versus evolution, things like that. If there are gray areas in those, we'd love to hear what you have to talk about, as we are also on YouTube, so you can go ahead and find us on YouTube and go ahead and talk in the comments section about different things that you might um that you might interpret or believe from from what we read today,
1: one hundred percent and it's not like. The Bible doesn't say you're going to go to heck if you have a certain view about how the world. is. <laughs> <So laughs> that is true.
0: Yeah, as long as we all it's like the 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 whole aspect of of Christianity is by believing in Jesus and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. That's 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 the that's the that's the thing. That's what gets you over. That's that's all that's needed. And all the other different denominations are born from these different beliefs. So. Well, one important thing to go through as we're beginning Genesis is just to give you guys a little bit more information on Genesis. So Genesis is actually written by Moses. Moses we will actually get to read about um, in a few weeks, coming in through uh, the Exodus story, and later in Genesis. Um, Genesis takes place during uh, creation. It starts it it off right at the moment of creation, and uh, Theologians and historians date that the exodus from Egypt would happen at about 1400 B.C., um, which may or may not be true. That's just an estimate. It does not Mm. really matter, but we also have no idea how long creation actually lasted and how long people were in the garden based off of other things, because that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) And... The, the purpose of Genesis is to trace the passing of the promise of God's Savior, who is Jesus, it's starting at the beginning of time throughout all of generation, throughout Israel, and to all the nations. So the whole aspect of Genesis is to talk about why we need a Savior and why Jesus is important.
1: Yep. 100%.
0: <laughs> so we'll go ahead and start with Genesis 1.1. Uh, and we'll go ahead and read read through. Uh, we're gonna keep going. We'll talk about some stuff when it comes up and how it applies to if it applies to us um, nowadays and all the different things. We don't have like a set list of stuff that we're gonna talk about because we want to keep it authentic uh, and we wanna we want to pass things on as they happen. So, all right, I'll go ahead and start us off with Genesis one one.
1: Well, all right.
0: All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth, was with, the earth was without form, and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, uh, and the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness, and called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning on the first day. Now, one thing that I would like to to talk about is when it says that the the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This is one of the affirmations of the Holy Trinity, as there are actually some denominations who don't believe God is one in three persons, which kind of blows my mind a little bit, if I'm going to be honest.
1: Oh yeah, like them saying that like oh like Jesus is literally a different god or he's just a dude or something and that there's just one.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people cuz there are people who aren't believers who talk about Christianity being um being incorrect in calling itself monotheist because God is three persons as in our faith. Uh and then there are some denominations who I think kind of piggyback off of that, or we're like, shoot, you're right, <laughs> and, and we're just like, ah, so if we believe in one God and He says <laughs> to believe in one God, then that that means that Jesus was just God, and that's just how it is, and there's no Trinity. It's just the one. It's just the one guy doing all this stuff all over the place, um, but. It also, like here in Genesis already, we we see God being used and then the spirit of God. And one thing that we will constantly be talking about is um, the specific words that are used because translation is very important. Um, And by the way, the version that we will be reading out of is the English Standard Version for people who want to follow along and have issues when the words don't exactly line up with each other. Uh, We'll be using the uh, the ESV version.
1: And and we're using, like, a Lutheran study Bible. So sometimes it will say, like, hey, this word could also be translated as this. Sometimes it's not a huge deal, but, you know, for some of those verses that you could interpret in several different ways, it it, it can make a bit of a difference.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, And one thing is that the Bible is uh, like 97% accurate in its translation. Like the accuracy is 97% translated throughout all languages, uh, which is unheard of for books to be translated almost perfectly in throughout all languages. And that 3% of error comes from the specific wording used and throughout all different translations, how they're not exactly the same, but they say the same stuff. Uh, and that's one of the really important things to to determine, especially for for English speakers, because um, the the Bible, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Greek. Uh, so that translation from Hebrew to English, um, or well, Hebrew to this language, and then to this other language, and to this other language, finally getting to English, uh, it doesn't change the story that you read. But it changes the meaning behind what we read, uh, because when it says that, like the earth is without form and void, and darkness is over the face of the uh, face of the deep, like it's talking about just absolute nothingness uh, being there. And God, uh, and one thing that you notice is that day and night are also capitalized. They they are proper nouns in the ESV. Uh which is something that, if you were to look at this grammatically, that's not correct, but there's a specific reason for why day and night are capitalized like there's all those things to consider when reading when reading different verses.
1: oh yeah, I never actually noticed that before <laughs>
0: yeah, see this is news for this is new yeah. stuff for us too like, yeah. <laughs> this isn't just this isn't just uh like a kind of a lesson thing, we, we're we're learning stuff too. Cause one thing that I pointed out in in my testimony bit, uh, which if you guys would like to know more about my story or Jake's story, uh, they are separate episodes listed um, that you can go ahead and listen to, where we talk just about how we came to faith what our life in faith is and uh and how God has affected us one thing i talked about in my testimony is that i am i'm guilty of never having read the entire bible before i know the sunday school stories i know bits and pieces of every section of the bible pretty much and can give you like the very important stuff down to the roots of those important stuff but when it comes to specifics and things, and just having read the the Bible cover to cover, I've never actually done that before, <laughs> and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm twenty years old, growing up in the church, <laughs> never have read the Bible cover to cover before.
1: Yeah, it's like I pretty much I'm pretty much just familiar with the books that um you know preachers or our teachers in private school would talk about, but it's like obviously they're not going to. Lecture on every single book because you know, there's some weird books, and there's some (laughs) books at first glance, they're not really meaningful. But I mean, in reality, you know, if you believe that the Bible is God's work, it's like obviously it's all of it has to be meaningful, but sometimes it's just kind of hard to uh, figure out okay, like so what especially when we get to Deuteronomy. That, <laughs> oh yeah not, leviticus, leviticus that one might yeah. be a little juicy <laughs> yeah no that's that's the thing too
0: is that we talk about historical context the torah is the first book uh, the first five books of the bible and when we get to like you said leviticus deuteronomy numbers we're going to be talking about the yeah. different laws that were set in stone for god's people and a lot of them are super weird and super all over the place and they seem weird to us but that's how things worked back then and that's just yeah. how that's just how it worked uh and it, it like a lot of them are so so bizarre and it'll be it'll be kind of hard for us especially to keep our composure when reading stuff <laughs> yeah. just because of how weird things get but that's just how it works and with the torah being israel's like it, the god's people and uh like laws for god's people it's it's really hard for for us to be like now why would that be a thing but yeah it's it's all about the context surrounding everything but that's why it's not like preached about except as like a side point to where it reaffirms things that have happened or jesus in the new testament reaffirms old testament law it's right. that like the Torah is meant for God's people in this time that it's created, and it, it applies to us in a manner that's non-direct because Jesus reaffirms all the, all of the Old Testament stuff when he um, walks the earth and takes on Pharisees. He reaffirms all the Old Testament stuff while adding on what God, what, like God's intentions for all that stuff is, and that's how that applies for us. We don't have to do all this stuff because of what jesus did and that's like the whole kind of historical context like reading through this it's gonna be so weird but it's it's a it's a it's what the law was back then and how weird it was it's just how weird it will be so
1: yeah but it's crazy to me to think like it wasn't actually like weird for you know the people during that time. It's like how did they not find this weird? Like <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, may they find it a too. little weird, but it's, I don't I'm know, sure
0: either. I'm sure there were some things that that caught their eye where they were just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What, am I talking to me? Kind of deal. Like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, Jake, you want to continue with uh, verse six?
1: And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Alright, so we got some H2O now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, H2O is made, earth is just kind of, just existing out of all this... Like, God is just speaking all of this into existence. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that, you know, the Lutheran Study Bible says um, in that one section where it was just saying expanse in, like, every other breath. Um, the, the the Study Bible talks about expanse being a difficult term translated because it's the Hebrew word yachya. I'm assuming I tr- I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, I cannot
1: tell you how I pronounced <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Which just basically translates to heaven. And la- later it, in the verses, it says, "And God called the expanse heaven." And mm-hmm. one thing that people are just like, "Oh well, excuse me. I thought in the first I, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this is another thing where, like, grammatically, you got to look at it because. Heaven is capitalized in this section, but when it says God created the heavens and the earth, heavens is not capitalized. Um, uh, very
1: subtle details.
0: Which, yeah, those those small, minute details I, that you, you don't right. see. Uh, and one thing that you can infer from when it talks about just the heavens is that it suggests. Like, this is coming from the study. The study notes it says it suggests a metal plate made flat through hammering. The point of the image is the function rather than the substance. The sky Mm. serves as the divider, and the Israelites often used figurative terms to describe the cosmos as it appeared to them, where sky is described as a curtain or a tent. And when it says, let it separate waters from the waters, it says the expanse separates the waters that are above from the waters that are from below. So kind of like the aspect of like leveling and layering the ocean in a way, and then mm. separating the water of the clouds. This is another thing that affirms uh, a belief that I hold on to that the Earth, when it was created, was surrounded by a water veil. Uh, which would later see, like, we have people in the Old Testament living to ages like 900, the oldest living man in the Bible. Uh, I think his name is Methuselah or something like that. Uh, we'll come across him in chapter five. So I'll go ahead and flip forward to that in a second. Yeah, Methuselah, who was nine hundred and sixty nine years old.
1: Yeah, I think that's what that's what they call like the oldest living tree or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. The oldest living tree being uh this being nine hundred and sixty nine years old. Uh that was the how old the oldest living person in the Bible uh was mentioned. Nine hundred and sixty nine years. You don't see people you see people like dying in their sixties, seventies nowadays and Throughout, like, the 1700s, 1800s, you had, like, the life expectancy was, like, 35. Yeah. Uh, Like, everyone took, like, a downhill, like, downhill strike um, so suddenly. And one thing that, one theory is that the world was surrounded by this water vapor, and like it's just this huge bubble that surrounded uh, the Earth, which would block out UV rays, which would actually de like decrease the way that uh, the skin would age. It would substantially decrease the the aging of skin and bones and everything like that, uh, and would allow people to live longer as the UV rays aren't slowly killing them from the outside <laughs> in. Because that's one thing we need the sun for light, but the UV rays from the sun also technically are poisoning us on well, a daily basis. That's <laughs>
1: so scary.
0: Yeah, that that sun ain't ain't no no joke. So when you take away that shield, you can expect people to start keeling over before they hit you know the age of nine hundred. Because my gosh, <laughs>
1: right. we, have,
0: we have people like like my grandmother used to say that she would be super content like uh like just just going to see god at age 60 and i'm sitting here just like whoa (laughs)
1: like
0: i I mean 60 60 seems like too young to to like too young to just be okay with with dying but also like i don't know a single person who wants to live past like 85 (laughs) right I, no one wants to live that long and everyone's like, Oh, but
1: life's mm-hmm. too short, but I don't wanna I don't wanna keep living <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like no matter what your like socioeconomic status is, your body just hurts. <laughs> like yeah. just let this end <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It, yeah, but you see you see all this stuff just just existing uh, and God's speaking it and it sounds like a chaotic mess of crap, but when you look at everything you're able to understand what what is happening and all this di- all the different like specifics of it. Cause like it says in the study notes, the way that the Israelites wrote and told stories was f- through visual words. Um imaginatory um uh, stuff. They would try to get people to to visually see through their words. Um and so that's why there's all this stuff about this happens, and it and the, let this be separated from that, and this also be separated from this, and all these visual things. You'll see that throughout Genesis. A lot of visual stuff, because that was the way that they told stories and, infor- and information to each other was very visual. So that's, yeah, yeah that, that'll be a reoccurring theme throughout Genesis is a lot of weird, a lot of weird visual stuff. Like some, some sort of lucid dreaming going on. <laughs>
1: Right. And yeah, I mean, and for me, like, I think like the, my most important takeaway from this has always been like, you know, Genesis promotes like an ordered universe and it's like, well, what do we see in, in all the sciences? You know, we see order in like everything. And mm-hmm. you know, even though there are plenty, plenty of things to disagree on the Bible and the science do both promote oh yeah there is organization in the universe it's not just this chaotic blob of mess
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's organized to a point that's almost scary oh, like yeah. like one thing that has always made me laugh i heard this uh, uh, at a christian summer camp uh was <laughs> was this guy talking about like the precision And what it takes, and talking about DNA and how DNA works, and how complex DNA and RNA is.
1: Yeah, that stuff is just. And
0: and one (laughs) point that he made that will always make me laugh to the end of my days is there's so much order in the world, and so much precision and accuracy in every single thing that we see. And yet, scientists have taught us scientific notation. Uh, And uh, told us uh, how to round to significant digits, in which the last digit will always be uh, the last the last significant digit will always be the the room of error to which you need to round. And he uh, popped up this this one thing that was like um, the 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 specific percentage. Uh, or like the one over rate of um, the universe being created on accident, like one over several quintillion values. Um, like it, it's a huge number. The the actual like percentage or like uh, probability of the universe being created by accident is so close to zero that it it's almost embarrassing, right? Yeah. Uh, But he was like, since scientists have only been able to measure up to the 1 million or whatever like that in probability using mathematics that we have come up with, the significant digits of the percentage is actually 1 over 1 million instead of 1 over quintillion whatever huge number like E to the 7,000 or whatever. My goodness. Uh, and so the percent- and then he showed what those percentages would be, and then you have one that's just flat zero, and one that's, you know, 1 to 1 over 1 million, which is, like, uh, like 10 billion times greater odds <laughs> between <laughs> the two of accuracy and precision. <laughs> and just all yeah, this to say, insane. like, if you believe in, like, the accuracy and the, pr- uh, the precision and the order, you see all of this in science, to say it's an accident and uh, it just negates how precise everything was made
1: exactly and And, yeah (laughs) yeah. like i truly think like the only like the only way that atheists can kind of argue their way out and and the the way that they do is they give they give us like an infinite amount of time slash the multiverse theory because it's like oh well if you eventually like roll the dice enough times (laughs) you eventually, eventually get this universe yeah
0: probability <laughs> says that it'll eventually
1: happen uh, yeah. if
0: there's a chance for it to happen
1: yeah, yeah but then you have another serious ontological question it's like okay who's rolling the dice what's causing that yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't think it does much
0: <laughs> right uh there was one thing that i saw it's in a movie that was rather that's rather old um that was just like atheists denying uh, denying the creation story, saying that they need proof um, to argue against creation. Christians have the equal footing to argue mm. for them to find proof against the creation story, because yeah, there's neither. You right. you're not gonna find yeah. you're not gonna find solid evidence. That the, the universe was created by a creator besides just looking at the universe and seeing all the amazing things with it. Um, but you're also not going to be able to ever disprove that. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why, like, religion is one of the hardest things to tackle in kind of a, a debate kind of stance in order to disprove religion. It's really right. hard to yeah. disprove some religions because, like, at the core... If I'm trying to prove that a god or many gods exists, you also have to find, like with solid evidence, You, in order to disprove what I'm saying, you also have to find solid evidence against that, and neither party is going to find that. And that's the whole point, is you're, we're never going to find solid evidence. It's all about faith. Yeah. It's all about yeah. the
1: belief in it. You know, it's crazy. Even with all this, in, in like all the ways our science and technology has progressed, it's like like religion has yet to be disproven
0: exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah. you have you have some religions that are like oh yeah well this is wrong or this was written or this was was was, this was mocked (laughs) but like one of of the things with with christianity specifically not one specific christian denomination but just christianity specifically is that the bible hasn't been disproven and it is the oldest Hmm. book in the world the oldest book
1: period
0: in the world (laughs) like there is no because like the bible is not just one book it's 66 books all archived Mm -hmm. um and throughout that archiving of all these books is what makes it the oldest book in the world because you have the the oldest um the oldest collection of of genesis um is 1440 something bc something around dated to then like that is the oldest uh, copy of genesis is around that time which is why they're able to estimate where the time frame actually is uh but like 1400 bc that's that's three and a half uh, three and a half thousand years ago at this point like that's that's this that's an old book that's an old
1: (laughs) dang old that's
0: an old book and in in three and a half thousand years it still has yet to be disproven
1: well and yeah okay we're i'm getting on a bit of a side tangent here so so maybe after this we could just like read through the rest of the chapter and then just kind (laughs) of like take mental notes but like anyway i do i do want to say this because this is this has always been really fascinating to me is that um i saw this like video statistic um where, you know, I think it was comparing the Gospels to other ancient texts written around that time and just how many more copies of the Gospels there were mm-hmm. compared to, you know, I mean, I think what some was like some texts Julius Caesar wrote, some, uh Homer's Odyssey, I think was another one, like, there were exponentially more copies of the gospel it was it, it, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how many copies we have of it <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're all very similar too they're oh all, yeah they're, they're all some, super similar which is the important thing <laughs>
0: One thing that made me laugh is, um, recently on my Instagram, I've been getting a lot more Jesus memes, which I appreciate, because they, they make me laugh in, like, a cringy, I'm a part of that group way, but they're also funny, so I enjoy them.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I love Christian memes. And
0: (laughs) there was a, there was a quote by one person, it just showed his last name, and I don't know who this person is, but, um, he says that, um, you want to know one thing that reaffirms my faith in... Uh, when Jesus died and rose again, it took – the disciples walked around for 40 years proclaiming Jesus uh, rising from the dead and talking about Jesus having risen from the dead for 40 years and never, mm. ever, uh, never, ever denied that afterwards. Not one yeah. disciple denied that for 40 years until they were all persecuted and killed and they still they died having not denied that when watergate happened (laughs) 12 of the most powerful people in the world couldn't go 40 hours before they cracked
1: Uh, yeah and these guys and these guys and the disciples were getting like tortured and mutilated crap and they still didn't give in
0: yeah so it's it's one of those things that's just like you expect you expect 12 12 people who were average joes even hated people in that time already to maintain a lie for 40 years without without breaking like
1: it's pretty incredible
0: one of those things anyways
1: <laughs> <We> do, yeah <laughs>
0: huge long tangent of Jesus stuff later we'll get back to yeah. verse 11 in chapter yeah. one
1: yeah and then so if if you just want to like maybe switch off uh, until the end of the chapter and then you know I'll just kind of make some marks about specific things that catch my eye and if you want to do the same. That sounds like a plan. I'm going to yeah. actually grab my highlighter
0: and do the thing that I should be doing when I read the Bible, which is yeah. note taking.
1: <laughs> no, I and mean, it's like just so like because obviously we're gonna get on some, like not they are tangents, but they're still like they're still applicable tangents. It's still good stuff. But exactly. I do not like tangents like after every five verses. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> we would be here all night if we did that. Yeah.
0: Well, that is the one thing is that when discussing how to do and format the podcast, um, originally we were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just do chapter by chapter." But then realized that that would, like, if we did one episode a week, that that would take what? What was it? Thirty-two years (laughs) 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 to go chapter by chapter.
1: We did not realize just how time consuming <laughs> <laughs> the Bible is, but yeah. now we are kind if of we really did, life. yeah,
0: if we did chapter by chapter, <laughs> just the Book of Psalms would ch- would take three years to complete, yeah, and we yeah. were just like, wait a minute, we shouldn't do yeah. that.
1: Like that's probably not a good idea. <laughs>
0: and even just with a one episode a week basis, if we did a book we read through a whole book of the bible in one episode a week it would still take more than a year to get through the entire bible because yeah. there are 66 books so we were just like we're not going to we're not going to be able to avoid how long this is going to take so let's divide it up into sections based off of what's the overall point and overall theme going across some things so for this episode like we said we're talking about a creation story and then we're gonna get to the fall of man and basically everything that sets the stage for when jesus comes uh and that's where we're gonna start and then next we're gonna talk about um the story of noah and we're, we're gonna go from there but that's kind of how it's gonna be divided uh and in the te- the the name of each episode you'll see the books and everything that, like the verses and the chapters that we're going through, uh, so you guys sh- will be able to know what story we're going into. Yeah. But anyways, we'll go back to verse verse eleven, chapter one. And God said, "Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which their in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth." And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their own seed according to its kind. And God said that was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for the signs and for the seasons and for the days and years. Let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God said, let in the expanse of heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning on the fourth day.
1: And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestocks and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so.
0: and over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created them. May, male and female he created them.
1: And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding, Seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit you shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth everything that has breath of life i i have given every green plant for food and it was so and god saw everything that he made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day
0: and that concludes genesis chapter one
1: one chapter out of, like, thousands. Yeah, out of oh. thousands of the Bible, yeah. <laughs> thousands of chapters.
0: One we thing haven't. that I um, I want wanted to mention is when it comes to the visualization of everything, like, it's worded specifically to help people visualize. But I don't know if you notice this or people at home notice this, is that when, uh, when it talks about then, like, uh, God speaks all this stuff and then it talks about God makes all this stuff, it's almost as if it's just repeating it right Yes. it's it's word for word and that's not for the visual aspect the second time when it's repeated um <laughs> uh, the the one thing in the bible is that if an author is repeating something it's important and we, yes. we will see that a lot in in the new testament is authors just constantly repeating the same thing over and over because it, they just want to get that point through people's heads
1: yeah, uh, and you really realize how you really realize how repetitive it is once you read it out loud.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And the reason being uh, the second time around when it talks about God actually creating it instead of speaking it into existence is that Everything does exactly the way he spoke it into existence to do. When it talks about everything creeping, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and having dominion over every single thing, it's worded the exact same because it did exactly what God said it needed to do. And that's that order and organization aspect is God spoke that to do this. And that's what it did. It, it did exactly that in the instant that he spoke it into existence. It's it's just the the more you understand the linguistics and stuff, the Bible gets so much cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you can probably guess the only thing that God created that didn't do exactly that eventually ended up not doing exactly what wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, you wanted. you got to spoil it. <laughs> on my bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> don't, <shadow. laughs> don't, don't spoil.
0: uh one thing that also we get into is that we talked about the first six days and on the sixth day is when god created man um but then in chapter two there's a thing called the creation of man and women um the bible will bounce around a bit going back and forth and doing some interesting things um genesis chapter one gives you the rundown of how everything worked on a day-to-day basis and then um We'll talk about the seventh day, and then it, then the writer Moses is like, "All right, remember that sixth day? Let's backtrack to let's let's go back to that." So yeah, the
1: ancient Israelites weren't so nit nitpicky about chronology as we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as We are so dependent on
1: (laughs) i mean we are reading the bible in order because you know it's just satisfying to do so
0: (laughs) yeah but even the books of the bible bounce around based off of the time period that they're on Mm -hmm. so we will do our best to make sure (laughs) that you guys are aware of the time period that this takes place in
1: i think technically if we were going by the oldest book i think I heard that job was at, was like at least the oldest manuscript is is Job is mm-hmm. some people have said I think, no, I, think I think that's true I think that's <laughs>
0: true. let me take a quick second and yeah, um, I can flip to the book of job. it says that job actually takes place in four hundred and forty yeah. BC uh, but it might be the oldest manuscript
1: yeah, like obviously you know. In the story chronology, nothing will take place before the universe, uh, was made, but... Right. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I don't remember if... I don't know, I just heard that from... Oh,
0: wait, no, sorry, I was in Nehemiah. I looked at Job and then accidentally, like, flipped forward, like, six pages. Job takes place between 2200 BC and 1800 BC, which, if we know, Exodus starts at 1400 BC. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and and actually, Genesis, later in Genesis, starts at tw- uh, 2000 BC. So yeah, technically, Job comes right after the story of Noah.
1: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Is
0: where it would actually take place. Maybe? Wait, let me go to what year Noah is. Nations Descend from Noah. Uh, yeah, so it would take place after Noah because the time stamp for Noah is pre-Fut. Pre-flood, flood, flood, and post-flood. So, sometime after the flood is when Job takes place, and then the rest of Genesis continues.
1: Yeah. Weird
0: weird little fun facts for you.
1: (laughs) I I think for the most part, like you were saying, Stephen, I think the Bible is arranged, so like, story, like, the, the events that take place kind of come after one, or come one after the other.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Not necessarily when they were written, but just you know, if we're gonna do this as a story, yeah, yeah he Job is, Job is a very standalone kind of thing,
0: <laughs> right? Like, like he goes over everything that happens, and then is like, "All right, this is the this is the specific part," and we'll zoom in on this one. And that mm-hmm. actually happens with a lot of the genealogies too. Is that we'll get down to the tribes of uh, the, the 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 twelve brothers, the twelve sons of Jacob, uh, and we'll see that. Uh, that it'll be like, all right, here's all these people. These guys do this. They all do these ones. And then the next chapter, it'll be like, all right, those guys. We're going to zoom in on them. This is the important tribe. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of how it'll (laughs) flow. But anyways, all right. Chapter two. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. The creation of man and women. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens.
1: When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and the mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, and out of the, ground the Lord made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
0: A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first river, river is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of the Hifila. there uh, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and Onyx Stone are there. The nice. name of the second river is the Gihon. It is one that flowed around the whole land of Cush, and the name of the third river is the Tigris, which flows east of the, of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat eat of it you shall surely die."
1: Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whoever the man called every living creature, that was its name. And the man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed.
0: So that ends chapter 2, and there's a lot that is to be talked about when it comes to chapter 2, specifically the rivers in Eden. Uh, We will see the Tigris coming up later, uh, the land of Cush coming up later, and the Euphrates. The Euphrates is going to be such a major river, um, Mm. which actually has led a lot of theologians to be like, this is where Eden would have been, but it's not anymore, and we'll get to why that is in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, the Euphrates and the Tigris specifically are going to be huge rivers that we see playing out throughout Genesis. Uh, but one thing that I never actually noticed until reading these is that this is written in what? The, the Book of Genesis is in B.C., right? Uh, yeah. It's still written B.C. I don't – let me look this up. Um, but it's naming elements of the earth. <laughs> Onyx, Bedelium, <laughs> and Gold are elements that are on the periodic table. Uh, when was the – first edition i guess <laughs> of the periodic table made so the earliest periodic table was made in 1869 by uh, Mendeleev, who was a very big scientist back uh, like physicist back in the day um, but that's the first the first um, uh, periodic table and there's like half of the elements on there and not all of them are numbered some of them just have question marks next to them which makes me me laugh a little bit and one of and some of them have okay. question like cuz like the periodic table is organized by atomic number um based off of the atoms that are in that thing which is another thing of accuracy and precision that we don't even need to talk about that each one has one more than the next and can go up chronologically, but there are also some that some elements that are missing that have atomic numbers next to them that also makes me laugh because Mendeleev was just like, There's an element that exists with this. I know. I know it has this many that atoms. <laughs> I, know th- I know it's this number, I, I know it's this thing, but I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> it doesn't We can't it. prove it exists because I
0: don't <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, guys, there is one with this number like I know that there is I just don't know what it is yet <laughs> I think it's so funny but yeah he names bedelium onyx and gold just three just three elements that just exist named in the bible there you go yeah. and then also just talks about assyria a place that technically doesn't exist yet
1: <laughs> yeah it's strange well, people might say, like, oh, well, that's that's proof someone went in and edited the, the manuscripts later. <laughs> well,
0: well, no, the manuscripts were written so much later because the kingdom of Assyria does exist when Moses is writing this, but yeah. it doesn't actually exist when the Garden not of Eden is created. Time. It's just the land of, uh, of Assyria, which is just an early prediction that, hey, this is going to be called Assyria when it happens. Mm. But, like... In retrospect, when the when the book of Genesis is written, Moses is just giving people a visual because they will know where all of these rivers are and what Cush is and uh, where the land of Cush is and the land of Hevala is. They will know where all these places are. So he's talking to the people, being like, hey, God put Eden right there. Right there in the midst of it. That was Eden. <laughs> and I think, I don't remember, I, I think... You know, Pastor and Pastor Dewar, the pastor that uh, taught us a lot of our theology, uh, talked talked about like what the estimated square footage of Eden would be if all four of those rivers were next to each other. Given the state of the world with all four of those rivers, was something like the size of a huge country. Like, is how big Eden would have been, because like the Euphrates mm. to the Tigris is like a huge distance between them, from what I remember so they're saying that like eden would have been massive (laughs) and there still would have been like the rest of the world to eden as well like eden was a specific garden placed on the earth uh that and then and it would be surrounded by still the rest of the earth (laughs) yeah so it's yeah it's just wow
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah crazy
0: i also like that god just put 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 Adam under just just under sleep and just like this is mine now shanks a rib (laughs) out of him him (laughs) I also didn't notice that like um God wanted to give a, a like bring a helper to Adam and then found out that none of the animals would be a good fit for him God didn't make Eve first as, like, a helper. He said, like, hey, let man name everything so I will find him a helper. And at that moment, all of the animals came, and he named all of them, and God was like, ah, no, that's not going to (laughs) work. Let me just steal this rib from you and make kind of another one of you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you're not quite like these other things, so we're going to have to do something different here. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I never actually noticed that, like, God wanted, the, the original helper, well, quote unquote, original helper for Adam was one of the animals that existed on the earth. Yeah. And could you, like, negating animal evolution, because microevolution is something that people can see constantly, slight changes over a long period of time, Um, negating that and how that would affect species down the line, I, I've always had the curiosity of like, well, how many animals were there? at the beginning yeah. of creation.
1: Well, like, one kind of interesting thing I've been noticed, and don't ask me how I remember this, but I know like, because it's been saying a lot of like, oh, such and such of these kinds and of these mm-hmm. kinds, and that's how they refer to it, uh, like the types of animals that go on Noah's Ark too, like these mm-hmm. quote-unquote kinds of animals. So it's like, what do you want to classify those as? <laughs>
0: what, are, what are the kinds?
1: <laughs> yeah, what are kinds? Are they individual species? Are they you know, like, a um, a higher, like, group classification? Like, right, yeah. Remember all the other group class Like, yeah. you know, they're probably not that high, but...
0: Because, <laughs> like, one of the things is that macroevolution for, for animals could technically it have existed. Like, it could technically have existed for animals, macroevolution yeah. for animals, because God made the animals is what we yeah. know. We know that yeah. man was made from the ground... Uh, and given dominion over over the animals so man itself is not an animal and man itself didn't evolve because yeah. it was made from the dust and like we, that, is, we that, is, that is word for word in any yeah. translation is from the dust <laughs> yeah, we are we man was in, made bro. we were built in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah man was built the but animals were just spoken into existence, so theoretically, God could have made like a sheep, and then told another sheep to become a cow, and could have yeah. become a cow. Like right. that could exist in that aspect, mm. but but that doesn't apply to man, and that makes me wonder, like, what ex what animals exactly like rushed Noah, uh, not Noah, Adam, when he was na- when got about to name <laughs> all of them. Yeah, and also. What was he on when he named some of these things?
1: <laughs> right, yeah, it's like, why did you name this, that? Like, some of the names, okay, pretty self-explanatory, right? But other names, it's like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. What,
1: what are you talking about?
0: Because, like, also some some animal names that we know today translate to specific things in Latin, like, mm. centipede is is like beetle Maybe. with a hundred legs yeah. like that's what that is and then it was changed to centipede because that also is what that means but yeah. it's just like, a translation over <laughs> like, yeah that makes sense but then you have like axolotl which i don't know what it means or why it's spelled yeah. the way
1: that it is
0: <laughs> Man, just some some a lot of weird things dude just like naming them like pokemon they just say whatever the their name is and adam's like i like that and they just yeah. made they made noises <laughs> when he when they approached adam and he was just like
1: yeah <laughs> I think adam had some pokeball pokeball adam, adam <laughs> adam really adam trying to fill with. the national that's how here he tamed the animals <laughs> <laughs> oh well i guess that does bring up kind of a another bit of an interesting point it's like um people have always wondered whether or not like animals were only vegetarian and stuff mm-hmm. during, uh during the creation day is because like I, well i guess it's a question of like were there just a bunch of animals like killing each other it's like, like, <laughs> but, but it's uh, like kind of interesting because god tells adam to like um i'm trying to find the exact verse because i don't want to just like paraphrase for uh, it, it, like, i think that you should all have dominion be. over these but it's like if he's having dominion over them that kind of implies he almost seems like tame them somehow right but also (laughs) he
0: says that you may surely eat of every tree of the garden but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat so he never actually says that you can eat the animals either so Mm -hmm. i'm assuming that it was kind of an implied thing that humans at this time were were vegetarians Mm -hmm. uh which is also something in that verse um the lord god is you know just talking about yahweh um which is the the hebrew word for 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 god because they used a specific name for god but didn't want to you know we'll later get to the 10 commandments and find that you know you're not supposed to say the lord's name in vain and they're like oh what if we just forget his name and <laughs> change his name so that we could never say it in vain anyways
1: because right. um, we don't know what his actual name was <laughs> <No>. exactly
0: god <laughs> no, god put his first name down for all of uh, all of humanity to know and the Israelites were just like, nah.
1: It's let's, it's scary. Like, uh,
0: it'd be like going to go into like uh, a doctor's office. You have your you have your, your your newborn child and you're like, This this is this is Jude and the doctor was like No it's not
1: <laughs> 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 They're
0: like, No, I swear, that's this name. And it's like, nah, that's Michael <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: a little but
0: but anyways, it, it says that they were not allowed to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that Adam and Eve could not eat from the tree of life. It does not—God does not tell them that they cannot eat from the tree of life. They are not allowed to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
1: Now that's the only. But thing. they are not
0: allowed to—but it never says that they can't eat from the tree of life. So, in a retrospect— if Adam and Eve were to have not eaten the tree, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and were to have eaten the tree of life, the tree of life is literally like the fountain of youth kind of aspect, like n- immortality yeah. aspect. If they picked the other tree that had special mystical powers to it, <laughs> <laughs> well, they like, would have yeah, been immortal with God, kind of yeah. kind of thing. It's like,
1: like if only you knew the the true implications of eternal life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it,
0: exactly. <laughs> So yeah, they decide to eat of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, and the translation to tree of knowledge of good and evil or just knowledge of good and evil is the ability to decide one's own truth of what is good and what is evil. That is that that is what that means so the tree of knowledge of uh, good and evil, one thing that our friend Eric actually, one thing that I enjoy hearing him talk about when it comes to That that tree of knowledge of good and evil is that that tree specifically didn't do anything. The tree of life didn't do anything. There was no... There's the theory that he posed that I love so much is that these trees don't have any power to them. Their fruit isn't magical or whatever. These trees, it's just their test. As long as they eat from all the other trees, they have the quote unquote power of the tree of life being yeah. able to live forever with God.
1: Well, but the second up. that
0: they eat from the other tree that they were told not to, they have made their own decision to decide what is good and evil. Right. And by making that decision, they have they have cut off that relationship with God. It's not the they ate like a poisonous apple like in Snow White kind of deal and that was just like a no good apple to eat. It was they consciously make the decision to disobey what god said and then and then that's what determines it and i like that because not a single thing in this earth or in the bible really no inanimate object just is a magical thing that isn't being like that isn't being blessed uh by the holy spirit like we'll see, mm. we'll see later that a donkey will talk to a person. Mm. Uh, the waters will hold Jesus when he walks on them. All this other stuff that is supernatural, right? But it's because of the Holy Spirit doing all this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. This,
0: the Holy Spirit's not just inhabiting this tree and it's just like, well, you ate from this tree. Yeah. See you later, kind of aspect.
1: Yeah, and it's and like. Why- I, oh, so, sorry. You can keep. Talking. Oh no, I was just
0: say that's why I like that theory that Eric uh, that Eric brought forth is just it was just fruit. They just made the choice to disobey God, and that's what happened. I, I like that theory.
1: Yeah, and it's like you know, if you if you do have that theory about like the tree, you could certainly apply that to like communion and baptism too, because you know it's kind of that same idea of that they, they are just like it's just like water and or like bread and wine, but it's still you know it can be like infused with um the, the holy spirit, the spirit yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah I, I i'm non-denominational and i when i take communion i take communion as a as a remembrance right yeah. but um i think it's is it catholics that yeah. believe that it's the actual body what and blood
1: crazy name for that like yeah transubstantial, uh, transubstantiation uh, yeah that's yeah. it yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, where like they believe that it it manifests the actual body and blood of Christ, um, which go Catholics, cool for you guys. Like, I, I'm I, that's not that's not a me thing, but like
1: that's, that's not an issue to die on a hill for that's, you. Yeah, no, I will not die on the
0: hill if you wanna if you wanna physically eat Jesus's body and blood. Like, go for it. Yeah, uh, go I'm not gonna talk about the verse of the Bible that says you should not eat the blood. My, <laughs> not gonna go there um but like yeah that's a that's a thing that that can be applied to it absolutely here's a little brief intermission for you guys if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening we really appreciate your support for Word on the Street. If you guys have any questions, comments, uh, prayer requests, anything of the sorts that you guys want to tell us uh, and contact us with, uh, you can go ahead and check out the email that's in the description of this episode, or have our Instagram handle. Uh, you can message us uh, there, and then also you can comment on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, we would love to get your guys's. Uh, you get your guys' input as we continue on this journey for reading the Bible. So again, thank you guys so much for, for listening this far. And now let's get back to the word on the street. All right. Uh, now we get to the fall, uh, Ooh. fall of man. And, uh, now, th- so we just talked about day six. Now we're fast forwarding to after day seven. So this isn't like all still happening on day six. This is this is after the seventh day, where where God rested, because the, the, the humanity's not gonna fall all in one day, and then the next day God's like, "Welp." I've done a good job here and kick up his legs and not do anything anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's deism right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, after we just went back to zoom in on the seventh day and now we're back into the quote unquote present time of Genesis to talk about what happened after God rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. So, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths.
1: And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife... He himself from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten the fruit of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, To the
0: woman he said i will surely multiply your pain and childbearing in pain you shall bring forth children you desire your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you and adam said and to adam he said because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which i commanded you you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you in pain you shall eat of it All of the days of your life, thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return.
1: The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now lest he now lest he reach out hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life.
0: Alright, and that ends chapter three.
1: Yep.
0: Um <laughs> there's a couple things that I highlighted that make me giggle a little bit (laughs) um it's the way that it's worded and i might this is one thing that i just noticed and might have to double check before i actually you know start just speaking nonsense but when god says he will surely multiply your pain and childbearing later then says Mm. in pain you shall bring forth children the first part of that sentence makes me believe that there was still pain and childbearing because he says you multiply your pain and we know math you can't multiply nothing and get something yeah, that, out of nothing um but then says in pain you shall bring forth childbearing so god was like i'm gonna add pain and i'm gonna multiply that pain it's gonna be <laughs> dreadful And <laughs> I, 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 that made me laugh a little bit yeah, he's
1: like you thought it was bad well just <laughs> <laughs> you know, that fruit man <laughs> and
0: uh one other thing that uh that was pointed out to me a while ago i went to a, men, a christian men's retreat uh, a little bit ago a few years ago actually um and it was one of those mm. kind of interesting things where it was just like here's all where men of god should be kind of aspect like everything was like about the men of god and it seemed kind of weird in the moment at being there for such a long time um uh for doing all this different stuff that was just the men kind of aspect we li- we did worship songs that were about the men of god um uh... what's that one casting crown song that's just like let the men of God uh, uh, until the whole world hears it's just like uh, (laughs) let the men of God arise and then uh, also their song uh, Courageous Uh, We Were Meant to Be Courageous Mm. that's all about the men of God Mm. Um, and it was all songs like that the the whole time and then verses about men of God being strong and everything if we go back to chapter 3 verse um, uh, 7 uh it talks about no verse six sorry the end of verse six it says that she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate adam is there the whole time that eve is being tempted according to that sentence right there she gave some to her husband who was with her eve was never by herself when she was being tempted by the serpent adam was there the whole time
1: yeah, so watching what know, happened. We don't know if he even tried to stop her or if he's he just kinda there's yeah,
0: there's no knowledge <laughs> there's no happens,
1: be the there's, any, pig. <laughs>
0: there's no knowing if she's gonna like if he tried to stop Eve, if he said anything to Eve. at this point Eve didn't have a name either. She was just uh, she was oh, yeah. just called the woman. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: she was just called woman. So um this whole time Adam's probably sitting there just like, Okay, God God made her second. She's probably closer to God. If if, if, if she if she does this, then it's okay. <laughs> like the whole time, Adam just watching, just talking snake, just talk to talk yeah. to talk to woman, and just just being like, oh, but did he really just getting gaslit the whole time? Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan's just sitting there gaslighting Eve, and Adam's like, oh, but he has a point though. <laughs> yeah, getting gaslit himself. uh it's. And that was the fall of man, was the decision to decide everything for himself. Mm. And and we also see the promise of the Messiah right here in Genesis chapter 3.
1: Yep. It's when it, like in the prophecy.
0: Yeah, when it talks about in verse 15, putting enmity enmity between uh, the serpent and the woman, bringing between the offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel, talks about um Jesus crushing the head of the serpent and the serpent biting uh, the heel of Jesus. Um as a, the bruising his heel talking about that Jesus will deal um like the finishing blow to to Satan, but Satan in the process will hurt the Christ. And that comes yeah. from his crucifixion is that the Christ will actually be um be hurt but not killed. He will be wounded but not struck down. Um and yeah, that is the that is the that is the first promised of of Jesus.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty amazing because it was written like long before. <laughs> right. Was,
0: yeah. Like yeah. The <laughs> earliest the earliest dated back is you know 2000 BC. That's four thousand years ago. Uh, at this point in time, four, uh, roughly four thousand years ago is yeah. when it's it's like the oldest recollection of the Bible now. The, the creation story, all this stuff could have been hundreds of thousands of years ago. We will never really know mm-hmm. how, like, the difference in time and all this stuff, really. I'm sure mm-hmm. that you'd be able to get, do, like, a rough estimate, but, like, there's... If if people were able to do it, it would be being close to being figured out right now. <laughs> by, yeah. by now, because, you know, like, what we said, science is pretty pretty predicted, like, pretty, pretty enhanced and pretty mesmerizing as far as it's come, but... And then the, the last thing uh, that I had highlighted, we actually talked about at my church uh, this last week uh, when it talked about when it, talking about the cherubim and the flaming sword in front of the Garden of Eden. Um, people, especially in the Renaissance era and the Romantic period, drew um cherubims as the tiny little babies with the the bow and arrow and the little
1: cute wings on valentine's day
0: pretty much uh cherubims (laughs) don't look like that and in revelation and in i think jude you um you get descriptions of what angels look like you also do in like the book of ezekiel i think yeah and angels are terrifying looking creatures dude
1: they are they are some that you you see why people are freaked out every time they see angels. Oh yeah,
0: no, there's there's a reason like, why Mary people wasn't... like have heart attacks when angels yeah. visit them. It's Mary not because like, oh, some. Oh,
1: that's so cute. <laughs> <We're> yeah, so... <laughs> it's
0: it's not because some man just appeared next to them. It's because some like demogorgon looking thing is right, <laughs> right next to them. Like if a man appears behind me, like if some random guy were just behind me, uh, and I turned my shoulder and saw a person, I get spooked. These people right. have like. Like heart attacks <laughs> yeah. and lose their mind when angels appear to them, and cherubims are supposed to look even worse than normal angels. Um, but the 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 flaming sword that's turned every way. Um, my pastor Brian he talked about what the Hebrew word for turned every way uh, mm. is used in that context, and the same word for. Um, for turned every way is the same word that the that the Israelites use to describe an earthquake that obliterates the
1: entirety oh, of a nation should.
0: That is the same Hebrew word that they wow. use to describe, uh, yeah, earthquakes that just absolutely destroy cities. Like Very San, strong an- language. Uh, imagine the San Andreas movie, that one starring Dwayne Johnson, where there's just an earthquake and he's driving all over the place. Uh, <laughs> where like literally the San Andreas fault line separates uh, the chunk of California in, uh, from California. Imagine that movie. And like a ten times that kind of aspect, to where nothing survives, nothing is left standing. The entirety of everything is crumbled and obliterated. That is the same word used for for the angel guarding the light uh, guarding the tree of life. No one will ever access that. They will be obliterated. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, wow <laughs> yeah,
1: so, so don't try and go hunting for the garden of vegan guys <laughs>
0: we might know the area in which it might be, which it could have been placed but don't go looking for it because you'll yeah. be obliterated <laughs> it's wow <laughs> so imagine just wanting to go look for it
1: oh my god um,
0: yeah and this is the, this is also something that it says in the notes for, uh, for that verse specifically, it says, this is the first clear indication that if people were to be saved, salvation were to, uh, were to come from God alone and from what God would do in the future, because the cherubim would prevent Adam from returning to the garden and judgment upon sin cannot be undone by human's choice, which is a very powerful thing. Cause it's like already redemption is not by man. It never will be by man, because yeah. man cannot enter back into the garden by themselves. Or yep, it will yes, be obliterated.
1: Like, yeah, we can't, we can't dig ourselves out of the pit that we uh, fell into. <laughs> the only thing is
0: that we can do is keep digging that hole. <laughs> yeah,
1: if left to our own devices.
0: Yeah, so... Alright, and now we get into the last part of today's episode with Cain and Abel, which actually as uh, a part of the, like, the the time period is listed as pre-flood. Which Ooh. is kind of a, kind of a head-scratcher, because beforehand it was listed as creation and then the fall, and now it's listed as pre-flood. It's not right. still the fall anymore, so it's, uh, it's, 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 it's later, it's later in the years.
1: We did later, yeah.
0: Alright, Jake, go ahead and, uh, start us, start right. us off with Cain and Abel.
1: I sure will. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain
0: spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. You shall be a fugitive and wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord, and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden.
1: Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after his son Enoch. The Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered. May- Mehuel and Mehuel fathered Methuselah and Methuselah followed Lamech and Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Adah, the name of the other Zillah. Adah bore Jabal and he was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Zillah also bore Tubal-Cain, he was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Lamech said to his wife, Adah and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At the time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Alright, and
0: that ends chapter 4. Right. And there's a whole lot of names and a whole lot of people that are listed here. Um, yeah. And one thing that happens is is that Lamech is the person who ends up killing Cain, uh, uh, Cain right uh, it, in verses 23 24 he boasts to his wives about having killed Cain and he's just like, hey, I killed the person who God marked I killed this guy right let if he if the curse for him uh, for the person who kills him is sevenfold then obviously I'm better. So it, let's make it 77, right? Just add in sevens. Yeah. It's not doing like, ha, huh, I'm going to multiply it by 11. It's just adding another seven to the yeah. end of it. Like, I'm I'm greater because I killed this guy. So he's just going on a whole rant about how he's so cool. um, But like, that places a mark on him now kind of deal, right? And then later we're going to get to The reason why God floods the earth is because nations upon nations are just constantly killing each other and there's bloodshed everywhere because the people who kill, so like Lamech kills Cain and then someone kills Lamech and then someone else wants to kill this guy who killed Lamech and it goes back and forth like that where a worse person just keeps on killing this person of power going back and forth being like I'm greater than the man who killed this man and it just keeps going down for generations yeah. um, and that's like the reason that God said not so if, uh, like no one's gonna I'm not like like, don't uh, let whoever kills Cain be without punishment because you don't answer sin with another sin and you don't punish someone who sinned with a punishment of sin that's not what god does god yeah, Jesus, them did a and...
1: Jesus did a good job at demonstrating that <laughs>
0: exactly right like god does when god punishes people and curses them it's usually cursing their generations to come uh saying that because of you the because of you the world is doomed in this regard aspect like um cain is no longer allowed to return home to his family and has to wander the earth and just yeah. go and just wander around and eat plants and dust and weeds and all that crap but like that that's his that's his punishment for killing his brother he's not allowed to come home and he has to wander but also his entire generation is cursed and the, and all people uh will attack him if they find him doesn't say that he it doesn't say that the first person that found him uh, killed him. We don't know if Lamech was the first person to find Cain. So Cain could have also just have murdered a whole bunch of more people after this because yeah, he was possible. being attacked. But like, yeah, it was there was a mark on Cain. Anyone who he came across would kill him. And one thing that I like to point out at this point in time is that if Cain, like Adam, Adam um, and Eve, we know have three sons, Cain, Abel, and Seth. But if Cain kills Abel and wanders the desert, there's got to be more people on the Earth at this point. If the yeah. next person to find him kills him, if Cain killed his only quote-unquote brother, who's going to find Cain to kill him and attack him?
1: Yeah. And also, so, where did the Siggy come from? That Exactly.
0: <laughs> right? So this is where the pre-Flood era and creation story is hard to date, because Adam and Eve didn't just have three sons. They had way more kids, way more. Be- they, they had to have, because it doesn't say God placed down these people, placed down more people. Adam is created from the dust, and Eve is taken out of Adam. That is the only time God creates man, is then in that moment so adam and eve had to have had so many more offspring but cain abel and seth are the ones that are important to focus on and that's what we keep coming back to especially in these in these chapters is that there's all this other stuff happening we have to focus on this portion because this is what's important Hmm. so yeah, you get all these other names of people that exist uh, the wives of Lamech and all these generations of people, and you're sitting there wondering, like, who? Because <laughs> yeah. Cain, Cain know, knew his wife, which means that you know they they had a child. Um, but like, where is this wife coming from that suddenly exists at this moment of time? Like, where's this other woman randomly that Cain could know in order to in order to have a son? It definitely, it definitely wasn't Eve. Like that's not how that works.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, exactly.
0: So there's a whole lot of generation of people. Well, there's just a whole lot of people that are cre- that are like born. But Adam, Cain, uh, Abel, uh, and Seth are the important ones to focus on.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and, no, definitely.
0: It, it's a. Uh, a whole lot of weird because you get the first the first sin of denying God from mankind and then lying to God <laughs> right in his face and then blaming God for for the reason uh, that they sinned uh, and then later you get Cain who kills Abel uh, because Abel's offspring was better and let it be known that uh, Abel was offering sheep and that would mm-hmm. become a uh a trend for the Israelites to offer the young, the the firstborn. Yeah.
1: And like the, best of it, the absolute best of his flock. And Cain probably just grabbed a few random pieces of fruit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs>
0: When it says, so like people reading this might not understand that like, uh, Cain's offspring compared to Abel's offspring, like, oh yeah, A- Abel brought this this lamb chop, and then it can't like Cain has fruits and stuff, but that's what he did. And I, I've I've talked to people who are like, why did why was Cain's offering not favored? And it's because the way it's written is that Cain held on to the best of his fruits and gave God yeah. like the scraps of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it would be like if you gave if you ate a pear and then gave the core of that pear to someone being like i got you a fruit like that's exactly that's that's what Cain was doing um yeah. where abel was he, like Here yeah you go best sheep
1: <laughs> yeah because of course he was gonna offer like his work like he worked on the ground but yeah he just didn't offer the best of what he had <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah did.
0: It's like Abel giving like a Gordon Ramsay style lamb chop to <laughs> to a customer and then Kane coming over and cracking over a uh, cracking open uh, one of those like shelf cans of fruit cocktail from <laughs> uh, yeah. that you can get like the, the the in the like at the store just cans of fruit cocktail from that one place that I don't remember the name of but it's like he oh, didn't yeah, do any work for it. And he didn't provide the best of what was available, he just took what he what was available to him and that he didn't want and gave it to God. Whereas Abel was like, this is my best sheep, here you go, Father. Like, Father God, <laughs> then there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the difference that is made here.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, I also love that that Cain also gives sass to God too. In verse yeah, I was uh, just going
1: to mention that. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah
0: in verse nine, he's just like, like hey, he, "Am I my brother's keeper?" It's like, "I'm not. Am I? Am I able? I don't know where he
1: is." Like, <laughs> like man, the audacity, Cain. <laughs> right? the like, creator, the person who made you. <laughs> if well, I, honestly,
0: it, it it makes me wonder, just like if Cain were able to like see into the future and see the wrath of God happen. Happen, to see the flood, to see the 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 plagues of Egypt, to see all this other stuff happen, uh, and for him to have the audacity to be like, I'm not my I'm not my brother. It's, am I supposed to watch my brother <laughs>
1: to see what God is capable
0: of and say that to him? Just like, wow, man, wow, uh, it's uh, it's it was so funny to see that. But yeah, that would be it for this section, because next we're going to start talking, next episode we're going to get into uh, the stuff before the flood, why God sends the flood, and that is also going to be quite the controversial episode. Oh, yeah. One of the things that atheists all the time talk about with, um, with how God can't be a loving God is the wiping of humanity that we will discuss in the next episode, and I'm sure that we will have some interesting points for you guys as far as like why we hold to a faith with a god that did something like the flood. So, we will get into we will get into that in the next episode, but Jake, do you have any parting words as far as Genesis the Genesis chapters that we covered today?
1: Um well, um I mean Gosh, I mean, really, we hardly scratched the surface of you know, just everything you could talk about <laughs> with, with what we went over today. I mean, granted, like yeah, we, I mean, we've been recording for quite a bit. We still talked about it a lot, but like, really, guys, there is there's really a lot um, to get from from these first four chapters of the Bible, and uh, probably. I don't want to say more so than most because you know you can you can always get a lot of stuff from the Bible, especially if you believe it's God's word. But mm-hmm. um, but like <laughs> the first four chapters of Genesis, you can really go on some deep dives about it, just from like one verse.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> I, I would definitely encourage you guys to like you know do some more research and uh, and. And you know, if if you come up with different views than you had before, then that's totally great. And you could, you know, leave it in the comments if you want to. you absolutely,
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, in the in the description of each episode, uh, at the very beginning is gonna be uh, an email address that is ours that we both have access to. Uh, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, even, yeah, go ahead and just send them into that that email address.
1: Yeah, uh, we definitely see them
0: yeah and we'll definitely see them we get uh we'll we'll definitely do if we we get enough of them we'll definitely do some q a stuff we'll definitely go over a bunch of different things that we see um and prayer requests are something that we can do for ourselves whether or not you want it to be um a private a private prayer or even a shout out like we'll definitely be doing shout outs for questions and stuff like that when they come in through um and yeah we'll definitely talk about any sort of questions and stuff that that come up as well i definitely think that that would be a a fun little episode to do for for a week is just to answer the the questions that people Yeah have occasional
1: like Q and A little segments now that, that would that would be pretty cool actually
0: it'd be a, it, it would be a really cool thing to see like cuz asking questions is the beginning of this like the seeking for knowledge is something that I don't remember who said, but I heard in high school and will live with me for the rest of my life because every time I think it's the most cliche thing, I end up saying it in response to something. But like, don't be afraid to ask questions because
1: Never it means anymore. that
0: you're interested. It means that you want to know more. Even if you're <laughs> just, like, politely asking questions to a person to avoid awkwardness, it means that you care enough in order to avoid that awkward situation yeah. of, of silence.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well, um, and so one, yeah. of our teachers, one of our teachers also said, there's no such thing as a stupid question, so... But there are
0: such things as dumb propositions. <laughs>
1: yes, it does exist.
0: But yeah, and then I would definitely say that, like, if you guys want to follow along with exactly what we're we're reading, uh, like Jake said, it's the it's the Luther Study Bible, the ESV version. Um, study Bibles in general are a great source to use, especially when going through the Bible and doing stuff like that, because you get aspects of the Bible that. And connections made by other people that you don't have to make yourself. Like in every single verse with this Luther study Bible, every single verse is cross-referenced with another verse. Old Testament ones are cross-referenced with New Testament, other Old Testament, like reaffirming just how connected the Bible is. Mm-hmm. And like Jake said, we, we've we been going on for uh, just four chapters for a pretty long time. And we did we only scratched the surface. We barely even scratched the surface of what the uh, the Bible – the first four chapters of the Bible – and how they connect to everything else in the Bible already, and then each verse, like it's yeah, like I said, is is cross-referenced, but then also explained in pretty good detail about like the whole purpose of what that means. And then some of these also have cross-references in in them as well. And then there are also some verses that have cross-references to books that aren't even in the Bible yeah. that are affirming these things.
1: Uh, it's it's
0: so crazy and this was all done by luther with i'm assuming a a few other monks at a time uh there was a point in luther like in luther's lifetime where he was just banished alone by himself so it would be
1: interesting to see just like all the people that like you know contributed but but i mean like really guys like even though like there's so much stuff like um that obviously we won't be able to cover in every episode like our goal here is like to just explain what stuck out to us and then of course also give you guys the 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 central um takeaway which is you know the central idea of christianity is like yeah it all points to christ and and revolves around that so that is our goal here Um, yeah
0: (laughs) we we are not we are not trying to, nor are we qualified to go through we, the Bible and explain <laughs> everything not a i will firmly hold to the belief that not a single human being on the earth will ever be qualified enough to explain the whole bible and connect everything yeah. to, to everything else the only person who was ever able to actually manage to connect the whole bible together in ways that people never understood was jesus himself
1: well, oh so, you're martin luther <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no. Martin Luther's cross referenced all this stuff, but I don't think he he is even scratching the surface. It's like that thing yeah. as a kid where like you dig a hole in your backyard you dig a real deep hole and you're like oh that's awesome i wonder if i could see it from space no (laughs) you you didn't you're not even
1: close to the sun or the earth you didn't
0: crack (laughs) the crust of the earth like the crust is the smallest portion of the earth you're nowhere close to denting the the crust
1: deepest hole we've ever dug is nowhere near to denting the crust
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) like you and that's professional people and it works the same way even luther's thorough analysis of the bible is only is Barely even scratching the crust of the Bible in this that's
1: sense. insane, absolutely so, crazy.
0: So yeah, like Jake was saying, is that like our goal here in this podcast is one to to do a bucket list thing for us as far as reading through the entire Bible as a whole, uh, and two, the more important reason is to bring forth the Word of God in a manner that's less intimidating. Uh, and that's the actual truth. And in a way that's easier for people to understand and grasp and to get like the first takes on just why it's all important. And it's, it's, it's a method today, um, that you don't see anymore. A lot of people who proclaim the name of God or who do any sort of like evangelical work, especially in the United States, it's less of, come to the altar, let's talk about what your problems are, and let's, let's talk about how Christ just carries that burden for you. And it's more of, repent or face judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an approach that doesn't work ever. If you have no. ever gone to anybody... Like, a lot of people in today's world don't like confrontation, and especially in the in the time that we live in, confrontation is just kind of a, a no-no at this point. Like, you're not yeah. supposed to confront people about anything. But confrontation rarely ever works when trying to settle a disagreement with anything. So coming at, especially Christianity, being like, repent or go to hell and burn in, in hell with Satan is never the approach that you should ever
1: go. Yeah, through. and that's not even the approach that Jesus took with the vast majority of people. It's like he went to the lowest of the low and he you know showed showed them showed them love and kindness to people that honestly didn't really deserve that. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's that's the thing that we will get to. And one of the things that I hate the most, well I wouldn't say hate, but I am just so disheartened by when it comes to us doing this podcast in this order is that it'll be a bit before we actually get to the new testament and talking about the life of christ it'll be it'll be yeah, a, a good good me. while until <laughs> so we get to, to the new testament um but these are all the things that as a Christian, you believe that God was the same in the beginning is the same now and will forever be the same God. Uh, and we see, we can see how God is now in this old Testament section that we go through. And this is where a lot of people have their concerns about if God is a loving God is in this old Testament and talking about how he is that same God and that generous God and that loving God here we will talk about, like, it'll show how he's been the same throughout the entirety of the Bible. So everything points to Christ, but it'll be a, bu- a bit so we actually talk about the life of Christ, even though we will always be able to find that Christianity is about humans needing God and, and needing Christ uh, and believing in Christ. We will always be able to find that no matter what chapter, book, verse that we're in it'll always be pointing to christ yeah so it sucks that we can't just be just be talking about jesus's birth maybe we'll do a thing to where like for easter or christmas when it comes around we'll yeah we we'll
1: specially
0: talk about that stuff um and then when it comes time where we do get into the gospels um then we'll be talking about that stuff too Um, so maybe, yeah, when it comes around, around to Christmas time, we'll be able to talk about just the, the birth and then resurrection later for Easter. Um, but yeah, it'll be a bit before we go through all of the gospels. So just stay tuned for that and, and just, you know, be looking, be looking forward to learning more about new Testament stuff and how they might be different than what you've heard in Sunday school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Any uh, any last final words? <laughs> he's already final that final word.
1: Um, I I think that's a that's about it for me. But yeah, of course, I just want to say you know, thanks for uh, choosing to spend this time listening to us. I mean, there's literally anything all any other thing you guys could have done. So we both we <laughs> really appreciate it very much. So even just viewing this supports us. So thank you guys
0: yeah uh and definitely be be checking us out on other platforms and
1: oh definitely um
0: and and like we said earlier we're we're not afraid to to talk to you guys about other points and stuff so uh even even if there are some of you out there who have different beliefs and stuff and wanna wanna leave comments and things we're we're more than willing to to talk about some stuff uh in comments through emails and then eventually in specific episodes dedicated to to other things. Uh yeah. so yeah, thank you guys so much for for listening to us. We hope that we can help you on your walk of faith or help you uh come to Christ or have a, just a better understanding of the Bible and what this Jesus guy is all about um as we go through this. Thank you guys so much again for watching and tune in next week where the word on the street is
1: Old people and God's going to flood the earth?